Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour, with your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Applegate. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. You can tell it's been a while. I forgot the the overlay. Thank you, uh, producer Mike. Uh, my name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, Mr. AJ Abergarth. What's up, man? Hi, friends. What's up? Ready to talk some baseball? No. No? <laughs> I mean, of even course. Like planning, actually it's planning opening day, bro. Opening day. Opening day for, for, pause. Hell for yeah. baseball. Um. So yeah, so today we're going to be covering some of the the free agent, the signings, the trades, um, kind of doing a little bit of lessons learned from last year, uh, especially with those new rules, kind of see what actually actually took place. We had a lot of guesses, um, so we're going to do that. But um, AJ, actually, man, hang on. I think I'm forgetting somebody. It's baseball season. What are we doing, man? Hey, what's up, I'm, ba- I'm back. Oh. <laughs> Our, just, our, just had to, our third uh, host had to, to me again. Did you? Did What's you? up, man? I love being on top I don't of know if you've been Just cheating away with each other with these <clears throat> other pods that I I'm had to comment on, pods. and uh, they weren't pod. The other pods that weren't pods. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> mean they do, were doing I our work? Heartbroken to click the link <laughs> and see exactly what it was. I just saw the two of you, and not me included, and um, had some feels going on. So. Well, we, we wanted we wanted that insight where you talk about like today's opening day, for example, and, you know, end of January. Uh, you know, I think that was that these are key things. It is. It is. That's, <laughs> that's the kind of ish I bring to the show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get the business real quick out of the way Two guys. Make sure you go. Hit up fantasy6pack.net, become an all-access member. You're going to get access to our award-winning rankings, our cheat sheet, our DFS projections throughout the season. And, of course, big thing is you get direct access to all of us 
on Discord where you get to ask your custom league questions um, and, you know, any DFS stuff, whatever it is, uh, we'll, we'll be ready to answer your question for you. Um, and then <clears throat> if you haven't already, you need to do it. It's move your league over to fan tracks. No more playing your leagues in <clears throat> other named places. I'm not going to bash a name uh, of a site, but fan tracks is where it's at. I mean, it's the deepest roster pool of any league out there. It is the most customizable for free. They have some premium features that you can pay for, but honestly, outside of one league that I run, and it's the Fantasy Six Pack Series where I've got 12 different divisions and a bunch of other crazy rules, um, I have not needed to pay for the premium league uh, settings at all. So all of my leagues can run for free on there. Uh, it's very it's, it's very nice. And Dab, as you said many times on our top 10 shows, yeah. The customer service is impeccable. So yeah. if you need help, they will answer your question within, you know, at least a day, you know, max. I, I've never had any issues with that. So yeah. that being said, let's jump into the show and we're going to bring on our guest this week, Mr. Chad Simpson, a writer um, here for Fantasy Six Pack and one of the hosts at the Palazzo podcast. How's it going, man? It's going good. It's good to finally be here under the uh, F6P umbrella for the first time. It's a lot better than just being in the chat telling AJ how wrong he is every show. <laughs> uh, but you can do that anyway. Yeah, um, I just get to do it faster. I get to do his face. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so All in good fun. Glad to have you aboard, man. It's awesome. <laughs> um yeah so I'm, I'm trying to type a tweet i you know i'm a little out of practice with this usually i have this done ahead of time so I just click and go Jeez, but get, i'm you know get on amateur hour over here yeah. i know god joe all right so let, let's jump into the uh i didn't have any big news for this show initially but um last night the big bomb dropped that the o's are going to have new an, a new ownership group. And of course, I couldn't be more excited. Go O's. Finally, bringing in somebody, hopefully bringing in somebody that will yeah. spend some money on this team. Uh, I mean, look, I don't need Dodgers spending money, although, you know, they're not going to spend any money until 2045 at this point. But um, so we think. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> They'll defer them again. Um, yeah. It'll go to like their great great grandchildren. Who knows? Um, but you know, like we just need we've needed an owner in place who is ready to open the checkbook at least a little bit for some of these guys. You know, it's it's been bad forever, and with this new young crop of talent that we have, that was the biggest fear I had was in yeah. three years they're all going to walk because we're not going to pay them. I mean, exactly what happened to like Manny Machado, right? And uh, I'm blanking on the, the catcher that we had. And then, like, you know, they traded Gosman for peanuts, and he ended up being a phenomenal pitcher. Like, it was just bad after bad after bad. So this is this is a huge sigh of relief for me. Um, I don't know. What 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 are, what are y'all's takes on this? I mean, who wants to go first? I'll, I'll, let's guys just jump in. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's great. Um, I've hated having to deal with the Angelos ownership forever. Um, it, I'm pretty sure it's been in existence as long as I've been an O's fan, it feels like. So uh, it's good that it's finally turning over. 
I believe Cal Ripken is part of this ownership yes, group is. as well. So he's that's not surprising minority. to hear. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, he's part of the he's like the minority group that's yeah. part of it. So but still awesome. Not surprising to hear. I mean, he does a lot uh with the the Aberdeen, Maryland, um, Ripken Stadium there and, and the team and everything. And he's just all over the place. He's he's always around. So uh, him being involved, I think, will be will be huge for the team as well. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts, or just guys just yeah, want to move I, on? I, I just I want to play devil's advocate for one moment. <laughs> maybe this is stupid. This may be the stupidest thing I've ever said on air. But there's a part of me that wonders, since we've heard rumors of Angela selling for about two years now. Could this have all been planned out in advance to get the team really lean, really rookie heavy, then hand it over to the next group that's going to be able to pay the contracts in the end and just have the team set up for the most successful? Because there's no better team set up for building on what they have than the O's in all of baseball. Yeah. So at the end of the day, did Angelus do it right? <laughs> I, uh, I, I, if you don't mind, you I'm gonna just. Say, I, I, I have the I have the answer. Yeah, I have the answer for you there, and that's uh, there's no way he did it right. If he did it right, it's like you know my kid actually putting away the dishes correctly. It was a complete luck thing, and he didn't do it on purpose to be nice. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> or he fell asleep for the entire season. There's no way he left that kind of gift. I, I just. Like you know, like Joe was saying, like I think you talk about Matt Weeders, the catcher that um, they didn't yeah. sign. That uh, okay, oh, was, it, it's okay, man. Uh, yeah, That's what I, I, was thinking. I, I, I was like, that can't be it, though. Yeah, 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 like you know, everything he's done, right? Like with Messina and and, and the like. I mean, it's just as an, Oakland, he, as an Oakland A's fan, like I was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. Yeah, as an Oakland A's fan, like I told you guys uh, in the pre-show, like I, I hope we have the same type of experience where we lose a terrible owner and gain somebody, you know, uh, that previously played for the team. We have plenty of great guys, like an Eric Chavez or the Giambi brothers. I mean, there's so many people that we'd love to have come back. You can um, say own it. Or Tejada, right? Um, let's yeah. you know, let's bring back who used to be an Oriole. Yeah. Um, what an MVP with us. Yeah, I mean, with those tree trunk <laughs> legs, I mean, the things were... Anyways, um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the thing is, I was so excited about all this young talent for the O's, but I was scared about what the ownership was going to do with them, that now I can really enjoy it. And and that's as a baseball fan, yes, and as a fantasy fan as well. But just to be able to say, okay, this team's not going to screw this up for the wrong reasons, I'm, I'm excited. Yep. The other thing I want to caution is... New ownership tends to put like want to put their guys in the front office, mm-hmm. and I would just caution to be very weary of messing with any of the scouting and development. Yeah, I, I would. That has been a home run. I would like, hope that he is in a home run with hiring. Yeah, yeah. I would hope department. the fact that Ripken's involved, they'll listen to him and understand that this front office that they have across the board, minor leagues, and everything needs to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Yeah, messed with a couple coaches here and there, maybe, but like 
I wouldn't go touching the the like the GMs and and the scouting and stuff like that. It has been so good for so many years, and that's why they're in the position they are. That would be just idiotic to do. Um, you know, it's like you know, for me, like I, I'm obviously a Commanders fan too. Like getting rid of Snyder was just the start of the dominoes, right? Everything needed to get cleaned out, and they're doing it. In this case, they don't need to. They just needed to get a better owner in place to have a <laughs> chance here. So, yeah. um, but all right, let's move on here. Um, AJ, I'm going to let you lead the way here. Um, right. Try a new a new way of doing things here th- this season. Let AJ kind of lead things off, and uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's already it's, um, <laughs> downhill quick. Um, all right, so this uh, this show, as Joe mentioned, we are going to look into the the rule changes from last year. Uh, this is our first topic here. Basically, we want to know what did we learn from these rule changes and what should we take from these changes to apply for our 2024 fantasy baseball seasons uh, season, our rosters and, and players. Um, basically, we got three main rule changes that that were in effect here the first one was the bigger bases uh we got the pitch clock we got pitcher disengagements which is basically uh for those who don't know you get uh, a max of two um pickoff attempts uh prior to the base runner advancing uh unless you get him out on the third um so let's start off with the bases here um let me uh, let's actually oh, can, can I start? I got a, I got a couple of stats I just want to throw out here, uh, just just to help out the conversation here. Um, so just just for everybody's reference here, stolen bases. I mean, this is the obvious, right? Like, how much does stolen bases go up, right? That's probably the number one obvious question for everybody. They went up by quite a bit. Um, so in 2022, we were actually seeing an increase in stolen bases, um, since 2019, uh, but it was like 0.47, then 0.49. Then 0.51. 0.72 stolen bases a game. Um, that's that's a pretty big jump. Uh, total stolen bases. If you want to give, if you want the total numbers here, I believe is so. 2,486 stolen bases in 2022. 3,503 stolen bases last year. <laughs> so a pretty significant jump there, right? One of the biggest things to me is the caught stolen rate right the success rate um, oh my god 0.18 um which was actually up from the previous year which was crazy but i mean people were just running at such rapid rates you know like yeah but yeah they were getting caught more but like uh the like if you did the math on like the actual caught percentage i'm guessing it's, it's really down um you know to me like I, and and i'm I'm kind of on the fence on this one, and that maybe this is where you can kind of dive in. Like we saw ERAs rise, right? Right, but like and home runs rise. But if you really look at that, like 2022 was such a down year. So yeah. 2021 was 4.15 ERA, 1.22 home runs. 2022 was 3.9 and 1.07, and then last year it jumped back up to 4.26 and 1.21. So like. It kind of just reverted back to what it was, maybe slightly worse in in ERA. Um, but like it, it, I don't know. Was that pitch clock? Was it was that a mix of everything? Um, or was twenty twenty two just like a weird year? Like, what do you think? 
the, the ball changing that they did. That too. <laughs> we won't get into that. We don't actually know that that happens. That's, that's, that's well, we know some <laughs> at one point it happened because they admitted to it. <laughs> and I'm I think kidding. they just reverted back to the original ball at some point. Yeah. Um, but the pitch clock, like the biggest thing I learned is until proven otherwise, Aaron Nola is no longer a viable upper echelon pitcher because he was just destroyed by the pitch clock yeah. all year. It just had him completely in shambles. You know, and I think the thing too is if you start breaking it down by month, you'll you see a huge kind of increase for those first couple months where uh the pitchers are still trying to figure out and, and even though there were pitch clock violations, right. They were still trying to, they were getting tired quicker because they were moving faster. They weren't able to take those additional kind of breaths that they needed to do. And they were breaking down earlier on in games. You, you started seeing those like three, uh, you know, the three run thirds where, you know, somebody who is typically making a six inning game, he was making only maybe four or five innings. So you started seeing that uptick. And, and then I think it started to settle down as well, but just going back to your stolen base thing real quick, Joe, what I thought was really amazing, right? The stolen base success rate was 80.2%, which was the highest ever. And I mean, all you have to do is look no further than Acuna, who had 73 right. stolen bases, <laughs> right? Uh, which is since Jose Reyes is 78. And I mean, the fact that he could do that and still, of course, hit uh, you know a thousand home runs and everything else. I mean, six players stole forty or more, and fifty-one players stole twenty. I think that's more telling. When you look at the lower end players that are maybe sitting at 10, 12, 15 steals, maybe that are able to get those five more, you start getting more traffic. That, of course, leads to things. But I, I, I think to me, the pitch clock did one thing that. You know, we can sort of correlate, and I talked about it a little bit when I was doing those um, interviews with the, phys- you know, the physical therapist, et cetera, was injuries. Yep. Yeah, because I think that was the biggest thing. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like everybody had Tommy John surgery, right? Like, we were like, everybody's, you know, elbows snapping off, but shoulders and tendons and obliques, something, you know, suddenly people weren't either able to get the proper warm-up. They weren't able to get the proper cool, whatever they did, it was getting rushed than they, what they normally did, especially when, again, second, third time through that lineup. And I think that's where it really started to show. Do you have the number of injuries by any chance? I'm looking at an article uh, on Fox sports. It was dated on June 27th. So kind of mid season here. Uh, It says there were 167 injured injury list placements for MLB pitchers through the first 86 days of the season compared to 183 at the same point in 2022, 218 in 21 and 162 in 2019. So it was actually down. It doesn't feel like that though. But I mean, Mm. I wonder what like over the course of the season it was like, it ended up just like snowballing so much. Like I don't have the final season numbers. I can't seem to find them. Yeah, I uh, I can look that up because I I know we talked about it during one of our shows. I think it was like during the All Star break. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'll give me a minute. I'll, I'll I'll find the the thing that I was talking about previously when I did that thing. But yeah, yeah. let me let me find so, that out. Let's let's spin this a little bit in in fantasy land. So like, how are we now drafting differently for fantasy? Like, I don't know, AJ. What are, what are your thoughts on this? Like, now that we know there's steals galore, right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean. And, so like looking that, so- at the 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 rate and that you had mentioned it, I mean the rate I'm looking at basically the caught stealing versus the amount of stolen bases, 
So again, 2022, you had 811 caught versus only 2486 stolen. So that was like a 32.6% rate that people were getting caught. That dropped down uh, nearly eight full percent for last year. Yes, the caught ceiling went up by 55, but the overall stolen bases went up by 1100 almost. I mean, that's, that's super telling. You know, guys, like you said, they just weren't afraid to steal. Um, So for me, going into this year, uh, you know, I'm definitely not punting steals. I didn't really punt it last year. That was something that I I actually tried to focus on it a little more than I typically would, thinking that this was going to be the case, that there was, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be this ridiculous, but I knew there was going to be an uptick in steals. Um, so I did want to try to look for some of these guys that were more uh, like power speed or, um, you know, some some kind of combination that you knew you were going to get speed and, and on base percentage um, or higher average. Just to throw that in there, especially in my Roto and, and category leagues. Um, points leagues are a little different, but usually, you know, steals are only a point. And in, in most of the leagues I played, some of them I played their two points. So again, those leagues, I'm jumping on guys that I know are going to get get me steals, um, because you're just going to get that many more points. Uh, and you get a guy like Acuna, if he's not the first off the board this year, I don't know what's wrong with the people in your league. Um, but you know, or it's a keeper league, and he's already owned for somebody else. Uh, but in a standard redraft he should be the first person off the board in every single draft. If he's not, I hope you're second because (laughs) you can get him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think we said, I mean, yes, we said discount steals, but I think it was also what we talked about. I think the caveat there, right. I I went back um, on that as well was the fact that we thought that the upper echelon guys were going to go even higher. You know, the Asturias who, you know, still is, I think he's, barely batting above a hundred. I, at this point, I don't know. He, he might still be trying to get a hit. Um, yeah. but when he gets on base, right, he's, he's stealing. And I think, yeah, it's a have and have nots of stolen bases. I, um, I do think though that, you know, again, you can find a lot more 15, 20 steal guys where before, you know, you were hoping that somebody was going to luck into five ten. but, yeah. uh, you're, you're right. Yeah. You need to gra- make sure that you have at least one of those upper echelon guys to kind of boy, 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 boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Boy, uh, cre- create a baseline. How about that? Let me just try a different word there uh, for uh, your team. But yeah, that it was, I, I think what threw me off too with that whole thing was not so much that, you know, the stolen bases also went up was just that it just felt like everybody was trying to steal. I mean, it was yeah. nuts. It was just like, I, I swear, like everybody should have a stolen base each game. It just got to the point. It was just crazy. I mean, going through the top 10 list, I remember being like, going through like, oh yeah, I mean, he's at least got five steals. One steal. God, he's such a loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throwing you. What's this guy I don't doing? know, Chad. Oh, what, what's your strategy going in handling steals? I mean, so oh, I, I mostly agree with what AJ said. I wanted to point out one specific guy that kind of exemplified that. Down the stretch, TJ Friedel was one of the most valuable guys yeah. to pick up and have because he gave you a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. 
great average. Mm -hmm. And those are the guys that you're going to want to stock up on. Um, I know we talked about discounting steals. I think where you discount steals is in the Esweri Ruiz types, the steal-only guys. Right. It's I just, always did. <laughs> there's just yeah. too much – like the Billy, I, I think the Billy Hamilton profile is just that now. Yeah. Yeah, I think the other but the other thing that I noticed talking about this, the upper echelon guys, I don't think that's really something to even think about because you look at first round ADP, who there isn't a steal guy. Like Acuna is going to steal bases. Julio is going to steal right. bases. Corbin Carroll, Bobby it's going to steal yeah, bases. All these guys, like the only one there that I can see looking at ADP, which I just lost. The page two was here. We go. Was Freddie Freeman? Yeah, Freddie. Freddie Freeman's not gonna steal everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but even but even yeah, but even he yeah. stole twenty three bases last year. So yeah. <laughs> then after that, who's all, who's all that going on at, at seventeen? Devers yeah, at I, nineteen. Even then, they steal some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, guy. So the focus needs yeah. to be in the like in those I don't want to say middle rounds, but the like right at the end of the middle rounds into the late rounds, where you get the guys like TJ Friedel, you get yeah, you know, upside guys, um, you know, maybe like a stone garrett. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If so real quick, what about pitching? Like, did we see? Like, are we are we thinking that like rising ERAs is just going to be this is now the new norm, or maybe it reverts back? Maybe they mess with the ball again. Who knows? Um, or yes, or... And, yes and no. You know, some of that like some teams had like extremely putrid years that kind of really weighed down. Colorado obviously weighs down the ERA every year, and they were particularly bad last year. Um, but you see some profiles are starting to stand out. Um, on the other end, they're going the opposite direction. Joe Ryan really thrived with the pitch clock. All the Rays before their injuries. Yeah. Um. So I think I think we're always no matter what the rules are, unless something really drastic change, we're always gonna bounce in that like four point one to four point three five range. Yeah, I think the big thing with the ERA, it, I mean, I don't think we necessarily need to get too hung up on it. It did seem like last year everybody's ERA was way the hell up. Um yeah. but it was it's sitting at four point three three. Um, you know, for over the year between all 30 teams. And then 22 wasn't that much better. It was just under four, the 396. But the one, two, three, four, five, six years prior to that, you got to go all the way back to 2015 before it dropped back below four. Um, and 2019 and 2020, obviously the shortened year. So that plays into it a little bit. Uh, but both of those were up over 4.4. So, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to get too hung up on that. Um, and, and I will say to, to your comment from earlier, Chad, Nola, I agree. He was absolute trash last year until like that last month. He finally yeah. 
and, and it wasn't even I really the last month. It was like the last out four one of his, starts. Yeah, he kind of six inning forward run starts. You know. Yeah, he he, does. he uh, tweaked some things and and he got better and got right going into the playoff. Um, you know, obviously it didn't matter because they didn't even get to the World Series since they choked in the CS. But I don't want to talk about that. Um, so I think uh, I think I'm not going to worry too much about ERA. Um, you know, I'm still going to go after guys that are that are high K guys uh, and, and and efficient pitchers. Um, I do think the pitch clock messed a lot of people up. Nola was a prime example of it. it it's just you know. Baseball players in general are creatures of habit. Pitchers, especially, they are used to these kicks and whatever. Um, you know, not to not to drone on about the Phillies again, but Craig Kimbrell, obviously, on the very downside of his career, you know, almost over. He was okay getting saves and whatnot, but he was the absolute worst to watch with the pitch clock because of his little goofy like my arm's broken but it's not i'm just gonna hold it here like there's a ghost bench under it um you know he got banged on the pitch clock so many freaking times and it was so annoying to watch it's just like dude figure it the hell out like come on um yeah but i you know again not the harp on the pitch clock but i i I didn't expect it to hurt hitters as much as it did i mean most of the time it looked like those hitters were stepping out and they didn't know they weren't supposed to step out. They had to keep a foot in and it just, you know, um, with some of the, some of the struggles, especially that first month and a half, I was like, wow, I don't know if it's pitchers or hitters are having a bigger problem with that for, for sure. And, um, and ums like I, I we talked about it last year too. Like ums never really gave a break. Like when there was like a, yeah. like a standing ovation or something <laughs> like, you know, players would be like, you know, Hey, what's up? And then it'd be like, I have a strike. What? I was like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, oh, God. Who, 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 wrong in situations. Uh, <laughs> who who returned? I kind of forgot. And they almost and they gave they gave him a strike. He like is his first game back to his previous team. I'm trying to remember the darn player now. And the freaking ump gave him a strike. Oh my God! Ah, uh, not uh, I'm about to look it up now. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I, I do want to point out it's not so much a rule change, but I do think it played a factor in the ERA situation. I want to say it was Bellinger, Dap. Yep, that's it. It was Bellinger. You're right, hundred uh, percent. But it's the the schedule changing. Yeah, and the way they play divisional and everything. Uh right. Yes. The familiarity. That's good, yeah, that's a good, impacts good pitchers point. and hitters a lot, and that mm-hmm. could lead to hitters getting better looks. Yeah. And so I think that played a nice little role in kind of easing off the ERA a bit. That doesn't get talked about as much. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because now they have every team plays every other team um, instead of just a few random, you know, one one division from the other side and, and like a couple random weekend series or something. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and uh, and jump into the off-season transactions here. Um, basically, you know, we have trades, we have signings. Uh, we just want to go through and, and kind of highlight some of the bigger ones um, and just let's talk a little background on it. So, of course, we have to start with um, the Dodgers um, who are dodging away as they usual. They have spent more money than um, 
than the U.S. I don't. Yeah, then 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 ton of uh, billionaires combined would be happy to be rolling around in right now. Um, Otani, we got Yamamoto, uh, we got Tyler Glass now, we got Teoscar Hernandez. Just some of the names from their off season. So, uh, Chad, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on the Otani deal? Um, obviously. I don't even remember what the number is. A butt ton of money that's deferred. Like Seven hundred million, million a year, I believe. Uh, and and, and I, by the way, just real quick before we do that, Chad, I apologize. I called seventy seven hundred million seven. I said seven hundred seven hundred fifty million on this show yeah. of, uh, last year. So I just want to shout out to me. <laughs> so. <laughs> The da- dab's doing the the pat on the back. There you go. I'm wrong so yeah. often for me to be right. I, I was so I was so I was so excited. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Overjoyed. The the Shohei situation is a, a really tough one for me to evaluate, and it would and it would be this way wherever he went because I'm mm. not sure where he go, unless he ended up in Kansas City, which was like that bad of a ball. The state of Kansas has that much money on its payroll for people that live there, but I'm he, he's never really had issues with driving in guys, even as bad as the angels could be at times. I do think that obviously will rise because that is the most ridiculous roster of talent since what? 50s Yankees. Yeah, probably. Yeah, sure. Um, I just I mean, love where like I get concerned and where I show hey in dynasty rankings is the pitching because we don't know what he's going to look like. I'm not right. too concerned yeah. that he will look bad. And I've dinged all of Dodgers pitchers for this reason. They're going to the six man rotation this year. And honestly, mm-hmm. if they somehow get Kershaw back or something, they might even go to a seven man rotation. I think that might stick beyond this year. Because they have so many to. pitchers, and they got more coming. You got, well, you know, we say it all the time on this show: the Dodgers, coming. Dodger, like it, Dodgering, like it. They'll just be like, "Oh, um, he hurt his finger yesterday. He's gonna go in the IL for two weeks, so we can use his other guy." Like it happens all the time. They're definitely gonna do it with Otani with the amount of money he's making. But yeah. with that many people involved and especially when you hit a six-man rotation my brain instantly thinks what happens if he's the odd man out come playoff week yeah yeah he yeah, could be weekly head to heads yeah you absolutely just, you just have your best pitcher not pitches yeah. him well, and the problem with that is like so here's the thing with otani the one thing that could keep him in the rotation like they won't injure list him right is they'll just because they'll get on what is bad they'll just skip his start possibly just to, but it doesn't necessarily like let them bring another person up you know what i mean but yeah if they've got six guys on the on the rotation then that's going to change things anyway but and yeah, obviously it's a, this this changes based on what website you're on mm-hmm. which is why you should play on fan tracks for yes <laughs> he could wink, 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 be one nudge, player nudge. you can make him two there if you really want to but yeah have fun with that um um, I think ESPN's too is uh, both versions. I don't but, know. I only play on fan tracks. I'm not gonna lie. So, Yahoo is still. I, this is not just me trying to promote them. It's the truth. 
I only play on Fantrax. <laughs> yeah. I moved Yahoo's on still, not only is Yahoo still split, not to go off on a tangent, but it's my favorite story of last year. When Ben Joyce got called up, they changed him into a completely different player for some reason. Like he was in there as Ben Joyce, I think he was as an SP. That was his guy. It was the right guy. They add in a Ben Joyce reliever, still gave the stats to the starter instead. Huh. Already. It took him a month to fix it because yeah. they play around with splitting players instead of just having multiple positions. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that site needs to either figure their bleep out or go out of go the way of uh fox um i think well I mean, please please don't hold back i i feel like you're i feel like you're holding back I've been, I've been fighting with them for years this is this is an underlying it, and the funny part line, it didn't even start with shohei because this was at a time shohei wasn't like like i picked up shohei batter off of waivers that's how down people were on shohei at the time it was about brendan mckay of all people I was so angry that I had to roster two versions of this guy who was hurt. It um, makes no sense. Yeah, so my quick thoughts about Otani, obviously he's going to be fine. Um, you're not going to get him for pitching this year. Um, is he worth the money? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, but that's the thing, though. Okay, you're going to get it. Not, but, you're but, not but, getting but, him for pitching. Are you, okay, where are you but, drafting him, then? All right, but let, 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 real quick, if we're going to talk about the the financial aspect of this, right? Uh, first off, they get all the marketing, the you know Asia money, right? You know, obviously, LA is you know has an amazing, rich Asian uh, culture. Asian culture, you know, they have Jap- the Japanese. There's going to be so much marketing money there; it's ridiculous, and LA is going to just love that. So he pays; he's going to pay back just in the marketing dollars alone, just through the roof. But on top of that, I mean, he's going to pitch at some point. The thing is, is that I've done something stupid. I thought these upper echelon guys were human to some degree. I thought Bryce Harper was going to take a while to recover. Nope. He apparently doesn't care about that. I think Otani's going to come back and he's going to just show that he's not a human being. I mean, this is what it comes down to. I mean, I, I would love to be able to tell you and sit here with a doctor and be like, yeah, well, you know, he's impossible. He'll never throw the ball again. But he's shown us time and time again. I'm not trying to super fan you. I'm just being honest. I I can't figure out Otani to save my life. Uh, you know, in the sense that he's gonna do something ridiculous again. He's just he's a freak. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. All right. So let's uh let's move on to uh just one quick note. Yeah. Um and there's also, even if he's the, the starting doesn't work well, there's still the path that he could close instead. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Gotcha. I've seen him do it to Mike Trout. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, Yamamoto, they also got 12 years, 30, $325 million, not deferred. Uh, Teoscar is only a one-year deal for 23.5 mil. Um, the glass now and uh, Manny Margot was a, a trade that basically they got from Tampa and they gave up uh, Ryan PPO and Johnny DeLuca. So anything there that anybody wants to touch on or are we good to? I, I, I want to touch on Ryan. PPO yeah. Because okay. Yep. 
even on the Dodgers, I had him creeping the top 25. Yeah. He may end up in the top five by the end of the year for me at SP. Absolutely. You you look at his baseball savant page, it is maxed out right in all the perfect categories to be a raised pitcher. Absolutely. He was phenomenal for me in my my one league that I had him uh, is SP, 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 SP. Like five and two relief reavers. It's not like just pitchers. So I threw him in an SP slot and just sat him there. And I never got dinged for starts, you know, unless he was officially the starter. But most of it, he was just middle relief. He'd come in, be the dodgering dodger. And he was awesome. I I love him this year. I think he's going to be a stud, especially going to Tampa when he's, you know, we've seen what they do with pitchers. It's, it's phenomenal down there. This really feels like one of those raised deals where we look back and like, yep. Oh my God. They absolutely. Cause I love Johnny DeLuca too. I, I mean, it wasn't the greatest debut for him, mm-hmm. but before that he was really rising uh, among people I go to for prospect data. Um, and again, Tampa just has their way with guys. So yeah, and Glass now is. I mean, we know what Glass now is. Yeah, and, and the great thing about that seven, you know, that seven man rotation that you're talking about, or twelve man rotation, Chad, is the fact that you know with Glass now they they can you know basically put them on ice for three months and they can absolutely be fine. Uh, you know, where the Rays couldn't. I mean, yes, they could still pull up people, but they can't pay Glass now, Glass now price, and still allow him to kind of, you know, have that built-in IR IL stint. Um, I think it's. I think this is one of those trades that when it happened, I was like, "Yep, that makes yep, that makes sense." Both sides. It just it made absolute sense from the philosophy that both teams have where they are and what they can do with payroll and everything. It just made complete sense. And like uh, Chad said, I mean, I couldn't be happier for Pepe also. Pepe, uh, to, uh, man, I need to drink more coffee, uh, you know, to land uh, with the, with the Rays Cause I have a lot of dynasty AL only leagues and I am so happy about that. Nice. I, I want to mention like something about Tyler Glass. Sorry. Go. What, what, oh, sorry. what do you say? The part of the trade I don't get is Margot because now they brought in T. Oscar. They they kept yeah. uh, Jason Hayward around. I think that's uh, I think it's uh, I think that was to make the money work. Um, if if I remember correctly, I right? Because yeah, but they've kept him. It was around also before they were part. able to to secure Hernandez. So I do want to mention T. Oscar a little bit. Like I've always been a, a fan of his, uh, especially for fantasy. You know, kind of a cheap source of power. Didn't yep. crush you in the batting average. I. I Am I weird to like kind of be worried about this move for him because he's going to bat so far down in that lineup? And yes, it is a stacked lineup, so opportunities galore, right? Uh, to hit batters in, but when you're getting like a hundred less plate appearances because you're now batting seventh or eighth in a lineup as opposed to fourth or third, that's a big difference in a, like over the course of the season. It's weird though because he moves from Seattle, which is a tough ballpark to hit in, to LA. And so, right. like the favorable ballpark, so like it, it might just kind of go neutral for him, even though he loses. It's just a tough one to kind of uh, figure out. Like I'm looking at projections, and they they're kind of right there with me on it. Is like to where all the stats might be the, about the same, like the counting stats, home runs, runs, RBI, batting average, obviously around the same. 
but way less plate appearances. So <laughs> it might just be, you know, the ballpark kind of helps him out. And who knows? Maybe he bats himself up in that lineup, and it's gonna be hard. Like, right. who's there? I mean, I mean, Hernandez is definitely the one that's you're kind of like, yeah, he doesn't really fit, you know, in that lineup. You know, his OPS plus is just above average, right at 106. Uh, but he he mashes left handers, and you know, he might figure out that he has just uh, you know that kind of role as a left handed masher, uh, which you know wouldn't be the worst thing in the world either. I mean, considering he you know strikes out at such a high clip, but. You know, I, I think what we learned this last year is you can't have enough talent on your roster considering all of the injuries. If that continues, they're just going to be smart to have a Tiazka. And, and well, and LA's not, one weakness was outfield last year. Yeah. They struggled. Yeah. They yeah. had to go as they had to go figure it out. And I'm not saying Hernandez is, is a bench bat. Don't get me wrong. But at the makeup of their roster, it doesn't make sense. You're right. But I, I just don't um I don't see him playing beyond left-handed hitters if everything shakes out the way it does. But again, it's it's a, I think it's a smart move for considering what they're paying. I do think yeah. on some rest days he'll work his way into a leadoff role, weirdly enough. Oh. In that lineup. Um just because it'll fit the Depending on who's resting, it'll fit better to have him up top. You'd have to, you'd have to rest Otani, Betts, and Freeman in order for that to happen. I don't know. <laughs> That's, that'd be one hell of a rest day. Well, I, th- I honestly yeah. think they'd rather lead him off than Freddie if one of the other two were resting. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So moving on to the Yankees, um, they got uh, two two trades and a free agent signing here. Uh, we got Alex Verdugo traded from Boston for uh, Greg Weissert. Um, I'm just going to say it because I wrote it down. Dick Fitz and Nick Judice, all pitchers. Um, Richard Richard Fitz is his name, and uh, I just had to have some fun with it because why of not? You did. That is that is that is a horrible. His parents must not like him very much. Um, the bigger name here is Juan Soto, Trent Grisham, traded from uh, the Wales Vagina for a bunch of young arms and a catcher. And then you got Marcus Stroman, who signed for two years, 37 mil, um, with a 2026 vesting option with uh, if he hits 140 innings pitched in 2025. Uh, Joseph, we'll start with you. Um, talk to me about here. Do you, what, do you, what do you like about Dick Fitz? I'm out. What'd you got? <laughs> I mean, Juan Soto, my bad. All right. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, we talked about this a little bit in the uh, top 10 outfield preview here. Soto's going to be Juan Soto. Like, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think we're really going to see the 2019 version of Juan Soto anymore. Um, and, you know, it's weird to say, like, you know, his OBP has been dropping every year. The batting average isn't quite like super elite anymore. Um, I don't know if there's just something that's been figured out with him, but he's still a phenomenal player. Um, if Aaron Judge can stay healthy, I think that is one of the best duos, if not the best duo in baseball. It's going to be nasty. Um, it's going to help out Aaron Judge tremendously. It was one thing we talked about in that same top 10 outfield preview or rankings list uh, as well, that pitchers just were like, okay, go chase this because we're not pitching to you, Aaron Judge, because we know nobody else on the team can hit the ball, right? So like, now they can't do that with with, you know, 
he's got protection so that that's gonna help um you know and, and it's a you know still good ball uh, still a good ballpark for for soto so yeah Soto's gonna be fine he's still gonna be an elite player um but you know i think last year's stats maybe a tick more um in like runs and rbi but i mean you're talking already an elite player so whatever <laughs> yeah i mean he played in every game last year um 35 bombs 109 ribbies 12 stolen bases to throw in there so yeah i mean he he plays he's very because yeah, he's, he's reliable he's so there very, you go that, that's a huge solid. a huge bonus for fantasy right be there yeah. for me mm-hmm all right, Dap, what are your yeah, thoughts I, on uh, any of these guys? Or- yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rehash the Juan Soto stuff. I, I think it's, I think enough's been said about him. And um, you know, I think my thing is, is with Strowman uh, and also Cody Morris, right? So Esteban Florial, Florial uh, that they they've had in top five of the New York Yankees prospect list for forever, right? They uh, they flipped them for Morris to the Guardians. You know, the thing is, is that they need pitching depth. We saw with all the injuries that they had last year that they didn't have much and they had a bunch of old guys that just could not kind of get it done. I mean, Stroman was great for the Cubs, but he is 32. Uh, you know, so what are we doing here? And and Morris could low-key be, you know, again, from a fantasy perspective, you know, could be a fifth starter, fourth starter, somebody that you might want to grab with that last pick, that second last pick. He got absolutely lit up with the Guardians. But, you know, maybe the Yankees kind of saw something there as well because they, they didn't trade, you know, Esteban for nothing. Right. Uh, so, um, I mean, there's there's some there's some underlying numbers there that are pretty interesting. I'm just, again, trying to find something there that um, maybe isn't as obvious for everybody else as well. Uh, the other piece here, too, uh, that I uh, thought was kind of um, interesting also with this Trent Grisham. Again, just he's a. A lot his numbers are kind of very extreme in some places, but I'd like with the injuries that they had in the outfield, there's definitely going to be some times where he's playing a lot more. Mm-hmm. Again, it's going to be another person that be really be interested in. But again, from just a why not, I'd definitely grab Cody Morris in that kind of that last pick, um, depending how deep your league is. Uh, if you want to try to get like a cheap starting pitcher, I, I definitely think he might break camp as a low leverage arm, you know, bulk reliever. And then he might actually be um, in the rotation before the uh, mid mid season. All right. Um, Chad, you got anything to add on any of these guys? Um, Yeah. Two things. One, I don't think there's a single ballpark that's ever existed. That is more built for Juan Soto than Yankee stadium. So true. So true. And I also think people look at his overall numbers from the last couple of years and like, well, he's on the downtrend and they forget just how split his seasons have been where he starts off really ugly and we're like, Oh, Juan Soto's toast. And then he's (laughs) like the best player in baseball the rest of the way. If he doesn't have that slow start this year, he's going to outperform Acuna with that ballpark. Yeah. He might not have the stolen bases, but the other counting stats will be ahead of Acuna. But the part I want to talk about, because I do this every single year, I did it with Harrison Bader, but I'm not going to do it this year. I am not going to get sucked in and think Verdugo or Grisham are going to finally be <laughs> something just no because way. they're out there in that Yankees outfield. 
Right. Every year in that exact spot in the outfield, we're like, that guy is going to be the sneaky value pick because he's going to tap into all these little bits and pieces we've seen over the years, and yeah. it just never happens. Not ben, once. Ben Intendi <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> exactly. It hasn't happened. Not even like even late stage Brett Gardner had stopped happening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's move it into the uh, the Braves. Here is the next next uh, big team. Not uh, not a lot of like sexy moves here. Don't do it. They've made a handful. Don't, don't uh, talk bad about the Braves, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm a fan of a, a man, low key. They scared the heck out of me. <laughs> they they're a good team. I know that. But once they get to the playoffs, they just run into um, I don't know the buzzsaw known as the Philadelphia Phillies, and they can't go anywhere. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll see okay. if that happens again. But luckily, fantasy ends for most of us at the playoffs. Yes. So yeah, exactly. right. So the the two that we highlighted here are. Uh, Jared Kellenick um, and Marco Gonzalez and Evan White and Cash all traded from the uh, the Mariners, and then um, Chris Sale. I I don't even know why this guy's still playing, um, but somehow he managed to get seventeen million. Uh, so good for him. Um, the the bigger name to me in that deal was that they gave up Vaughn Grisham uh, to Boston. So. Dap, go ahead and uh, start us off. That that's just the two that we that we highlighted here. So, uh, but but okay, let's let's take a step back for a second. Let's forget about the players that got traded. The transactions that need to be highlighted for the Braves is their stupidly low <laughs> contracts that they're signing people for. None of this deferred money silliness with the Dodgers. Like they legitimately get people to just sign. These crazy contracts that, I mean, uh, let's see, uh, I think eight years, uh, Cunha gets uh, paid about $100 million. Uh, you know, uh, I can't even remember now. I think Ozzie Albies gets about $35 million over a six-year period. Uh, and then it's just, it's just nuts. So yeah. regardless of what happens, they, they're probably going to sign another guy for, you know, while the Dodgers are going to probably sign somebody for like $200 million and then defer it for 60 years. Braves are going to be like, cool. We'll sign you to ten mil, um, ten mil over ten years. I mean, it's just nuts. Uh, so sorry, uh, quick rant. But yeah, I mean, Chris Sale. Look, if he would have signed with anybody but the Dodgers or the Braves, I would have been like, no. But uh, obviously, they saw something in them. And for thirty-eight million for an eighteen million dollar club option for that twenty-six year, the third year, that just tells me that they think there's something there. I mean. Again, it's the Braves, but yes, were they terrible a little bit this year and they did not look like the Braves? Absolutely, on some of these picks. But the other part, too, with Ronaldo Lopez, right? Um, he just screams to me like a Braves like uh, Braves recovery story, right? They, they have Aaron Bummer, uh, who is this great ground ball pitcher that they picked up, and then they get Lopez, and it just... I don't know. It just screams like a guy's going to go 10 and four with like a 3.9 ERA or something, it, but like have like 160 because they add a cutter or something silly. Yeah. It's just, it's just the guy that I, I, I'm looking at Lopez, you know, one of my last arms that I'm going to grab type of thing because of just, it just makes, it just makes too much sense. Sale, I'm not touching with a 10 foot pole, but 
I definitely could see why people would do it. And it, again, from a real world perspective, all day makes complete sense. But I wouldn't touch it with fantasy because I don't know how much he's going to play. And there's other things I'd rather pick up. And there's going to be somebody who's picks him up way too early. Oh, yeah, but yeah, the, they're gonna you get enticed by the name and and you're like, oh man, bounce back. No, I, I'm out. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'm, and I misspoke on that. It it was Chris Sale plus 17 million. It wasn't with a 17 million deal. So Boston gave them 17 million along with dead arm Chris Sale. Um, <laughs> To be determined, I guess. So, <laughs> Chad, anything on these guys, or can we uh, can we jump on over? I'm not as down on Chris Sale as everyone else. I think he had a fine year, considering how much of a dumpster fire the Red Sox are. Right. Like, I think that gets lost a little bit. I'm not yeah. saying Sale is going to go out and be White Sox Chris Sale, but hey, maybe the Braves just need a pair of scissors for that championship banner. Yeah, possibly. Right. right. So, all right. The um, next, uh, the next couple of teams here, we we uh, just got a couple names, so I'll rip through these real quick since we're running long on time. Um, the Brewers signed uh, Reese Hoskins uh, the other day. The Astros signed Josh Hader. Um, the Giants finally making a splash, getting Robbie Ray, and then the Red Sox uh, picked up Giolito and uh tyler o'neill so chad i'll start with you a- any you know one of one of these guys pick a guy that you want to highlight um, here. actually we'll talk about a different chance guy that was left uh was them signing jungkoo lee yeah after missing yeah, out on yamamoto one. and imanaga they really need to make a big splash um especially they also after... signed hicks jordan hicks yeah let's talk about that for a second what is the fascination? Because it wasn't just the Giants that did this. Every every team that was involved in him was supposedly going to do this. What is the fascination with making Jordan Hicks a starter? Is it just that chat, like trying to get rookie Chapman I, factor? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't get it either. It's like just, just leave him, leave him at the back. That's, that's where he belongs. It's what he's excelled at. Just stop, stop doing this. Stop trying to make fetch a thing, okay? <laughs> but Jungkook Lee, I, I think he's a phenomenal play. I think he's a perfect power speed blend. I think he's going to be great. But more importantly, the Giants were devoid of someone they could make, say, that's our guy. Like, after Posey, it was like, Yaz, and Yaz isn't anything mm. special. Yaz like, that can't be the face of your franchise. Lee... At his young age, can be the face of the franchise, along with Logan Webb and Kyle Harrison, and that kind of, especially after what happened last off season with Correa, they needed this. So more than fantasy baseball, they needed for the fans, for the marketing, just like what happened with Shohei. Yeah. They need that, and that's a great signing for them. Um, and then the Hoskins one, I love. I love Hoskins. Mm-hmm. I was really sad to lose him last year because he's one of my favorite targets in fantasy. Yeah. I hate the Brewers. I, I think they're devoid of talent offensively. Um, I think Yelich carried that team for quite a long time. I don't know what Hoskins has left in the tank coming off that injury at his yeah. age. Yeah, and I mean, the nice thing is that it's only it's a two-year contract. 
34 mil and it's he's got an opt out after this year so I, this is kind of what i expected for hoskins if he wasn't going to sign with philly i mean really they don't have a place for him as much as i hate it um he can't play in the outfield his defense is is atrocious not even that great at first mm-hmm. base um but he he's a great clubhouse guy he's a he's a solid fantasy um you know play he is streaky he will be you know consistently inconsistent uh at times but he he can get you good counting stats when he goes on those runs um and milwaukee's a good park for for hitters i believe with with him there it's going to um you know i think he's going to do some damage there um but i am i am interested to see exactly how much right off the start um i mean there there was potential for him if the phillies did make the world series they would have potentially put him on the roster um so i think he's ready to come back um but remains to be seen Dap anybody and then for either i i no. just as a brian abreu fan screw you houston screw you <laughs> Yeah, so um, so uh, so a couple of names here that aren't the aren't the obvious uh, ones that you're talking about there, but uh, so I think Arizona Diamondbacks did amazing with two of their picks, right? Eduardo Rodriguez is absolutely a mid rotation arm, and they need that, right? After Gallon, after Kelly, after Fott, they need somebody to get innings, especially considering Fott needs. They need to have some buffer if Fott is going to be fought of the beginning of the year versus fought later on in the season. Um, you know, who are they going to get? Right. Uh, and for him to kind of have that chance to do what he needs to do and have, you know, Rodriguez's numbers last year, don't look at them fantasy people and say, Oh, he's going to get 3.3, you know, ERA, his numbers, underlying numbers, his underlining peripherals showed something completely different. Right. He looked, he was really hittable. And he got very lucky kind of in the Detroit Tigers cavernous ballpark. But I think that you're dealing with a really great defense behind him. He's going to have a lot of ability to show that, you know, he, he can get things done. And more importantly, you know, you saw what Arizona can do. And you have Corbin Carroll. You have a whole great, you know, kind of offense behind him. And you're going to have another bat as well with Ludris uh, Guriel, who I think, again, is another person that's just going to be phenomenal for this team. They just kind of need that other bat as opposed to just being like, hey, Corbin Carroll, just do everything you need to do. Three years of $42 million, I think it's just perfect kind of if I were to think of the number for him, right, I was thinking 350, 340, 342 is perfect. Uh, and he could be that full-time DH, maybe play in the uh, field if he still can. But I, again, I think those two signings are phenomenal. The the other uh, one too is Jameer uh, Candelario for Cincinnati. Uh, you know he came over from the Cubs and to allow they need more third base, first base types, right? Well, I mean, you know, again, you have a bunch of young guys who are going to ha- now have a full season in a ballpark that's just phenomenal for any bat, right? You bunt in and it goes out of the park. But for them to have the ability now to have Jameer come in, who hit 251, 336, 471 with 22 home runs last year. I mean, he is he going to mentor some of the young guys? Sure. Is he going to, you know, see something? I mean, I think there's just that uh, having that veteran kind of corner presence with all that young talent. I think it's just a, kind of a great uh, piece as well. If you want to talk about things that I don't understand, it's the Pirates, they, of course. But, you know, I made fun of them last year and look what they did in the first couple months. I mean, they, every everybody old 
that's out there. Uh, they seem to be wanting to sign. If you're, you know, if you're past your prime, they, they want every part of you. You know, Martin, uh, Martin Perez, uh, well, Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, we all expected that. But Marco Gonzalez from the Mariners. I mean, Perez and Gonzalez should be twins from all aspects, right? These guys that throw soft are uh, hit hard typically, but somehow the ball stays in the park. Somehow they get strikeouts. I don't understand it. And then, of course, Chapman. I. It sounds to me like a fun clubhouse but heaven help you if you think that's going to get many wins i disagree quite a bit on that maybe not so much michael gonzalez okay which one there with with chapman and his perez specifically martin perez are you kidding me i was actually gonna say when you were talking up eduardo rodriguez that he's a martin perez he's someone that's gonna give you between a three and 4.3 ERA, and he's going to eat a ton of innings. And with all their injuries, okay, with all their young pitching, it's what they need more than anything. And it costs them almost nothing to do. I get, I get the cost, nothing. I get the, obviously the veteran presence, but you know, my, my concern there is right. Like even the, uh, you know, the Rangers were using them in like mid relief there uh, towards the end uh, of the, the season, you know, uh, whether or not that be injury or something else. I, I'm just wondering, like, you know, he 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 put uh, look, Eduardo Rodriguez is not an ace by any means. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Prez will put up some stink bombs there or put a couple in a row. <laughs> well, and that was one a year removed from one of the most dominant runs of any pitcher that he yep. had in 2022. Absolutely. And then if you look at his underlying stats, he also saw how lucky he was to have yeah. most of those things, right? And he was considered as like an average pitcher, which is what they need. You see that 5.91 K per nine rate, man. Exactly. That's the right ballpark bad. for that, though. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. I, and so, they want to compete, is the big thing. Like everything I've heard is ownership thinks they can be a wild card, and they should, considering how good they looked to start last year. Uh, look, hey, look, if, if if some of these guys, you know, take their Viagra and they're able to stay on, uh, healthy, I'm, I'm all for it. Look, I, I thought the Pirates were one of the best feel-good stories. I love watching, you know, small market teams yeah. that everybody gives up on kill it, especially McCutcheon, man. I, he looks so freaking happy to kind of be doing that at <laughs> home. He had a great start to the season, man. He was yeah. possible in fantasy. And worst case scenario with Chapman, you get what you did last year in Kansas City. Yeah. It doesn't work out. And you have a trade ship that's every team will want that's in the playoffs. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, and, and absolutely. And that's, that's but you know, these teams do they they they're right. looking to sign veteran guys who they know they can't you know their, their future won't build around them because they're you know they'll be done soon. And it, I look at the Boston Red Sox, right? I'm thinking that's kind of what they're doing. Not that Tyler O'Neill's old, right? But they signed him to a one-year, five-point-eight million-dollar contract, yeah. right? The show me contract. Yeah. This, this is this is a a show me contract for O'Neill. But two, like this is a if he just blows up, they are trading him for whatever they can get because there is no chance he's resigns with them, right? right? right. Um, you know he's been bad the last two seasons, right? Yeah. They need him to at least be two thirds of what he was in 2021, where he hit 34 bombs at 286. I don't know if he's that guy anymore, but right. uh, you know, they're hoping they're hoping he is G Lito kind of the same deal. They did sign him to a two year deal, but it's only 38 mil total. Um, 
he can, be opt, a out. He can opt out after this year, though. So, like, it's not a guarantee that he's even going to stick around. Again, he's another one of those, like, you know, probably gone at mid midseason. Man, I feel for Devers, man. I don't know why. <laughs> they are they're just not helping this guy out. They, I don't really you know. Who they're doing. Be the next Trout. Stay loyal to a team that just ruins your life. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, with those two guys, I mean, they're going to be rosterable probably in, in fantasy at some point. O'Neill's probably a, a little bit more of a, a wait and see. He'll get drafted just based off the name alone and and at least. But um, Giolito will be will be picked up. He he's still a solid pitcher. He's just got to get that ERA back down. Um, but you know, I, I think the potential is still there for him. It's a tough it's a tough division though, so he's gonna have to face a lot of tough teams pretty yeah. often. So, um, all right, close so, things up here, AJ. Yeah, uh, last last thing we got here is basically just some of the the names that are out there are still available. The ass bunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna rip through all these names because there's a lot that are that are here, but. Um, a couple of the ones highlighted we had were uh, CJ Crone, um, and uh, you know we got uh, you know catcher I guess like Joey Votto is, is the best one. Yeah, you got Joey Votto, Luke Voigt, yeah. uh, Hosmer has been tossed around. For me, second base, Whit Merrifield, um, and, and Jonathan Scope, maybe. Um, Third base, not really anything there. Uh, Old man Longoria, Eduardo Escobar, uh, shortstop Tim Anderson, Dave Eddie's favorite player, Tim Anderson. Yeah, Dave, if you're listening, I still hate you for that one. (laughs) Is Anderson a Boras guy? I assume he is. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, I don't know. Because that's the only reason I, I mean, yeah, he's been brutal, but like, there's gotta be a deal out there for him that should have come yeah. together otherwise. After last year, yeah. is there we sure? Yeah, I don't know. Um, outfielders, we got Cody Bellinger's is really the biggest name there. Tommy Pham, you know, kind of a, a, a role player guy now. Um Randall Grichuk, uh and, and Aaron Hicks had a nice bounce back year last year with the O's. Very solid. Um, uh Hicks already signed. And, oh, he did oh. sign. Okay. I mean, he made these a couple ago. Yeah, yeah. Rosario's kind of interesting. Yeah, Rosario oh, could, could, could be interesting. Yeah, it's aware. Yeah, I, I think Rosario's great. Uh, one name that I, I don't think is going to blow up on any kind of uh, stat sheet, if or you know, unless you're a Chicago White Sox fan, but I think Eric Freddie or Fred, um, he signed to a two-year, fifteen million dollar contract. The reason why I bring him up is because he won the MVP award and uh, in Korean baseball this past off this past year. Uh, he changed up his pitch mix. He went to drive line, did a whole bunch of different things, and we've. I'm putting that as a flag for fantasy owners because will we see people a go to drive line and b of course change the pitch mix, figure something something out um, in a different league and then come back, uh, especially to get two for fifteen. That's a pretty serious investment. I, I I think there's something really kind of interesting there that might be a bargain grab for you if you want to grab Eric Freed. Um, yeah. F E D D E just. Just I wanted to make sure that that was a highlighted transaction that we could uh, help I, our I viewers. agree with that. Um, he'd always been like right on the cusp of being a streamer 
before when I would believe he was with the Nationals, correct? Right, yeah. that's correct. Yep. Here's the problem with it, and you said it right off the bat. What team signed him? The White Sox. Mm. Is there a team more apt to ruining players? <laughs> yeah, good point. Chicago White Sox. You mean they didn't prove it with uh, Giolito? How they, you know, they turned him into the greatest hitter in <laughs> baseball history. Yerman Mercedes, <laughs> the single greatest performance in baseball history, and a drunk manager who should have been in a nursing home <laughs> ruined him. Wow, tells how you really feel. <laughs> we're talking about Viagra and, and Dick Fitness. We hope you're doing well. Yes. Uh, uh, he actually bounced back. I think it was with San Francisco a year or two ago for a brief bit. And I thought, here we go again. And it just it fell off. But. Yeah. So, DH, we got uh, JD Martinez, Soler, and uh, Vogelbach. Um, uh, I starting pitchers, yeah, Clevenger, maybe if he can get back to normal ish. You know, Jordan Montgomery, I think, is is probably the most yeah. um you know overall consistent guy on this list. You know, Kershaw is there, but he's old. He's gonna go back to the Dodgers for another one year contract, probably. Julio Urias, you don't know what's going on there. Oh, Blake Snell. Sorry, that's the biggest name there. Um, yes. And and Brandon yeah. Woodruff. Future Yankee, Blake um, Snell. Both of those guys should be signed. Uh, I don't well, know. Well, Woodruff's not pitching this year. Mostly. Well, yeah, he's, he's out. So that's going to be interesting. Like, what does he – like, what kind of contract does he take? I'm surprised he can get one of those two-year deals. I, yeah, I could games. see him getting like a player some of his sort of usually gets when they're type, out for the year. Yeah, like – show me deal with an opt out. It, it sounds like maybe he wants to try and get like a end of season deal on yeah. a playoff team maybe. Like he still thinks he can pitch this mm, year. That's, yeah. that's rough. So, so Clevenger, least, I, I'm going to say it right now from everything I've talked to from people who know people in the industry, he's got to be going overseas. The the yeah. personality, the issues behind the scenes, there's not a team that's going to pay him the money he wants. Yeah. And uh, Arias no. might be the same Unfortunately, well, yeah, and, yeah, which is why Urias was one of the biggest losers in a long time for free agency because he was the option after Shohei and Yamamoto originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really see to, to, to me, Solaire screams <laughs> Solaire screams like a Red Sox or Rays pickup. It just he just screams like he's gonna be in the Rays, like you know, for like yeah. fourth outfielder. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, really, no, nobody here. I mean, Anthony Bass, Boxberger, Brad Hand, and Liam Hendricks. So, Liam Hendricks. I mean, that's a he, great he, band name. Yeah, he's kind of the. I mean, I of that so group, bad. he's the one that intrigues me. I don't know why, but because he's uh, always good, he's just everything he's gone through. The, yeah. the, the cancer, mm. the yep. then getting yep. hurt immediately, and then cancer, and then getting hurt. It's just brutal. Yeah. So, all right. Well, what about – well, before you wrap up, just real quick, uh, Matt Chapman, because, you know, old days, right, amazing glove. Do you not think he uh, gets picked up somewhere? I mean, he, he's not that far removed from being, you know, a, a guy. He's got to be picked up somewhere. He'll, I've heard I've heard Cubs rumblings. I've heard – Giants rumblings, yeah. I was thinking – uh, As soon as 
those kind of teams see what they have out of like I'm sure I don't know if the Cubs announced if Shaw is going to be invited to spring training. Okay. But like once they see what they have in their like first guys up at those positions, and they're like, yeah, this isn't the answer. Then they're going to go right talk to Chapman like week two of spring training. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe it's one I can't figure out because I don't know if it's a money issue or what, but the bat isn't going away apparently. So why is he not? signed tbd so yep all right well that is it for the show um chad want to thank you for coming on man uh go ahead and promote your stuff and let us know uh what's going on with you man yeah you can check me out here at the fantasy six pack doing baseball content you can catch me during football season over at qb list and you can catch me daily at the Palazzo podcast. That's two L's, two Z's. Uh, with my sensei of this world, Michael Govier. All right. And uh, make sure you sign up for the uh, fantasy six pack series before Joe closes it on us. Uh, yep. Because I need more competition. I'll be doing a big push here starting in February. Um, yeah. Been been a little busy, but uh, we've already got about eighty people in there, so we'll 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 get there. Right. I'm AJ, hoping for a big turnout um, because Jerk. of all the stuff with the NFBC. <laughs> yeah, that more people are going to have time because they won't have all their leagues. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, Chad. Well, thank all you right. for jumping on, man. Uh, we're going to close out the show, but uh, we'll have to do it again soon, man. Yeah, it was a fun one, guys. All right, all right. See you. thanks, Chad. Chad. Good night. Alrighty, guys. Uh, that's it for the show. Had a good time. Next week, we're bringing on good friend of the show, Mr. Chris Blessing, to talk about prospects. So, uh, Dap, you and Chris can talk while me and AJ sit here and watch. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> so excited! I'm not gonna be able to sleep for a whole week. <laughs> like the like Christmas for you. <laughs> um, oh, only only second to when Curlin comes on the show. That that's like right before the season starts. Can't we're wait. Making, we're making you wait. <laughs> You're bestie. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. So, uh, again, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, jump over and become an All Access member and uh, enjoy the tools that we've got there for you. Fancy Six Pack. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. And we will see you all next time. Next Thursday. Back to normal. Night. Yes. Back to normal on Thursday. Correct. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.